This podcast is proudly brought to you by MG Herbs and the Healthy Cocktails Love Child. We named her the ultimate cleanse package because we believe she is the ultimate in cleansing. To find out more, go to the website www.mgherbs.com. My name is Melissa Gearing and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. essential oils with you this was a podcast subscriber request uh, interested in the issue of essential oils using them internally and also topically um, which we'll we'll go through today Sindra welcome hello thanks for having me Sindra's been on the podcast a few times and the last time you were on we talked vegan uh, and food labeling if you like and labeling yourself Um, which is really great, I think, in terms of what we're going to talk about today because the debate on essential oils becomes very dogmatic and people start to label themselves as, you know, know, I'm an essential oil user and (laughs) can get into the same thing. Yeah, for sure. For those who listen in um, regularly, you'll know that I'm a big fan of avoiding any dogmatic opinion. So... What we're going to try and do is give you some facts and how we use essential oils in our lives and how we think you can use them safely. Yeah. Sindra is a doTERRA consultant, so I asked her to come on board as, you know, well, a a user of essential oils, but also so that we can maybe have a little bit of debate because we have differing opinions, and I think that's really healthy. Mm -hmm. For sure. So tell us how you got into it and why you decided to do doTERRA. I have always been a fan of essential oils. My mum always used to put lavender in our baths if we were stressed or Hmm. whatever as kids and also on our pillows and things like that. So I always kind of knew that they were effective and had benefit, but I didn't really quite know beyond lavender oil how I could really use them. And then I went to Wanderlust Yoga Festival a couple of years ago and I stumbled across the doTERRA uh, tent that they had and they were so busy and beautiful smells coming out of there and people like coming in, so I've got a headache and they'd give you something to put on your head and like, oh, I feel sick in the belly and they'd be giving you something to rub on your belly and that kind of thing. And I was really intrigued and so I kind of asked them a few questions and got them to do a workshop at my house and then decided to sign up. Great. Yeah. I love doTERRA. I use it in the clinic, as you know. I order it from you. Yeah. (laughs) And I use it at home as well. What the subscriber who asked the question, Josh, hello, Josh, if you're listening, asked, um, what what he kind of said was that he uses them as burning, you know, as aromatherapy. Mm. And I think that that's a really beautiful place to start with essential oils. Aromatherapy is always essentially burning or diluted topical use, and that's how it's been used throughout the ages. You only really get into internal use if you work one-on-one with a trained aromatherapist, and we don't do that in Australia. So when doTERRA and maybe Young Living as well came to Australia, it kind of halved the nation in terms of opinion. (laughs) There is a bunch of people out there saying that they they cause death when taken internally, which, you know, is very... Um, well, I'd be scary. 
there's that extreme. And then there's people who are saying, take them every day, you know, take mm. them as medicine, replace your medication. Yeah. So we've got these two huge, oh, I just, differing opinions. Yeah, differing opinions, but also extreme. Mm. So yeah. extreme. Yeah. And I'm always looking for the gray and I'm always looking to tell my listeners where that gray area is, not in terms of, you know, wishy-washy advice, but in terms of this is where it's safe, this is what we do know. Yeah. How about we meet somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Now, as a naturopath, I do not prescribe internal essential oil use because we were always taught that this was not the safest way to provide plant medicine. And I wanted to tell you why. It all, I guess, begins with the philosophy of using a whole plant. When you use essential oils, it is one isolated constituent of a plant or herb. And I've talked about that in one of my first um, my first couple of podcasts, you know, using the whole herb or the whole plant. And this is what really moves natural medicine, herbalism, and naturopathy forward is that we have this whole plant philosophy. When you extract an essential oil from a plant, we call it a volatile oil. And there's some herbs that we are careful with in terms of dosage because they have high volatile oil content. So the fact that an essential oil is only that oil and it's removed from all its other thousands, hundreds, and thousands of constituents in one plant and then given as a isolated constituent is where the danger lies. And that is when people might get uh, adverse effects. One of the most common things that I see is just skin irritation because volatile literally means that it's going to, you know, be unknown. It's going to be an unknown factor. We don't know how it will affect people, you know, differing people, people who have skin sensitivities or internally as well. And it's it's quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for, unstable as well because it is volatile and it is without its buffers which is the rest of that plant material if we take peppermint for example when we use peppermint tincture it is a whole peppermint leaf herb when you use peppermint as an essential oil it is that one ingredient if you like in the essential oil so from my perspective that's always how we've been taught to be mindful and if i have to be mindful in a whole a whole plant tincture you know, with peppermint, we're looking at a max of 15% in any one herbal mix, and then that dosage is given, you know, two or three times throughout the day. So if I'm careful with a whole herb plant, I think what does a single peppermint oil, you know, extract, essential oil extract, do in the body when it's unbuffered? So are you saying that pep- so peppermint oil is obviously however much stronger than what you guys Absolutely. prescribe. It is exceptionally, exceptionally stronger. Yeah. So in a bottle of peppermint tincture that I use, we get the we get the plant, we get the leaf, we smash the leaf and we macerate it and we, you know, we do all these different things to it and then you get a liquid or a runoff liquid from that whole leaf. When you get an essential oil out of out of that, it would be the next process. So it would be breaking down that liquid into many different parts and literally taking the oil off. And it can be a differing percentage depending on the plant, but in that tincture, it's probably around five to ten percent of the whole plant. And yeah. what we're doing is taking five to ten percent of the whole plant 
and using it on its own. So it's extremely strong, mm. extremely strong. Um, and we use the word volatile, which means strong, you know, and, and possibly unstable. Yeah. But it, so when you take them internally, though, you're only taking like one drop. Yes. As opposed to like, say, 15 yeah, mils a day. Yeah, yeah. 10, 15 mils. Yeah. Um, with peppermint, you take the 10, 15 mil would be over the week. Right. So it's still very okay. low dose. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I'm not just, saying one way is right or one yeah. way is wrong. This is just how we've mm. been taught and yeah. how we've done it throughout the ages. So with, okay, so just going back to what you said about burning the oil. Firstly, if you burn it, um, you may as well just not have it. So you really need a diffuser. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I put it in water. <laughs> Because, yeah, but, like, you don't want to heat it too much because you're just not going to get the same benefits. So definitely if you have a standard oil burner, then you need to upgrade to a diffuser. Cool. Um, Yeah, so that's just my my number one thing going back to that. Love it. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because I probably used the oils more so internally until you told me, like, until you told me some examples of people that, um, hadn't benefited very well mm-hmm. from them. And I guess there is science behind doTERRA and they have done research about it, but anyone can be a doTERRA consultant. Yes. And um, which is great because it means that more people have access to the oils and yeah, benefits, but then definitely. also those people aren't, haven't done how many years of study that you guys have. Yeah. So I can totally see the, yeah, that that coming into play a little bit. Um, they're, they're very strong. They are very strong. And they're stronger than a normal essential oil. Yes, yes. stronger than an average, yeah. you know, one that you buy from the pharmacy or whatever yeah. it might be. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, they are food grade. Mm-hmm. So we spoke a little bit yesterday about putting them into cooking yeah. and things like that. In terms of every day, yeah, I mean, I don't use them every day. Um and I actually, since you told me that stuff, I haven't used any of them internally. <laughs> I didn't even except, except for Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think has plenty of research Definitely. behind it, um, which maybe you want to talk about. So but, there's a few, yeah. I guess, safe ways to use her uh, essential oils internally, which we should mention. Yeah. That is in food. Yeah. In small amounts, if it is food grade. Yeah. If it is a fragrant oil, you are poisoning yourself. It's not an essential oil. It's no. something that's been made in a lab. You don't know what's in it. No. If we don't use that. No. So you need if, to be careful with, yeah. like, buying essential oils, too. If you're just going to the chemist and buying, like, your $12 lavender, then it's not lavender, and yep. you may as well not buy it. The thing about essential oils, depending on how you use them, they have a very low therapeutic dose, if you like. So by getting an inferior oil, you are going to have even less likelihood of getting a benefit. Yeah. So the safe ways to use it internally are, like I said, in food, in small amounts. So if you make a batch of balls, say 40 balls come out of that, you're putting what, three drops in? Yeah, you wouldn't need much. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's doTERRA, maybe less. Yeah. Because it is very good quality. And I have no arguments there Yeah. in terms of the quality. Like I said, I use it myself. The second safe way to do it is in a mixture. So sometimes traditionally herbalists would put a drop of peppermint into a 500 ml bottle. Mm. So that lasts someone six weeks. Yeah. And it worked as a synergist and a catalyst to bring all the other herbs together and make them work together in the body. Mm, that's cool. It's a little bit controversial now and most people don't do it because yeah. of the movement towards essential oils and where that, that 
the future of essential oils is going, we just kind of stay out of the argument. Yeah. So many people don't do that anymore. But we definitely still use oregano oil internally Mm. in a tincture. So we never use them on their own. Uh, They're very, very potent. It's in a tincture. And what you do is you shake your herbs up every time. You should do that anyway with all herbs. But if there's an oil or if there's a herb containing strong essential oils, the shaking becomes more important. And we would coach people on that and say, make sure you shake your herbs. Are you shaking your herbs? You know? Yeah. (laughs) And ensure that they are doing that to correctly get that essential oil dosage. So the other really important thing to remember with taking essential oils internally is that every single essential oil is different. Some are okay internally in some ways, others are really not. And that applies to the skin as well. So there's some essential oils that you can apply to the skin very safely in a neat way. And what we mean by need is straight on the skin. Yeah. And then others that really need to be dispersed. Yeah. Lavender, for example, is great in the bath because it disperses and it's safe and it's it's quite mild on the skin. If you were to put eucalyptus oregano thyme, another essential oil, usually the ones with a really high antimicrobial action. It burns. It does burn. <laughs> They're attracted to the skin and the mucous membranes. Yeah. And so if you put it in your bath and you don't disperse it correctly, it floats on top of the water and it is attracted to your skin and it clumps in little places and it burns you. Burns. Yeah. Oregano. Because I had a um, – what did I have? What's those things called? Those wormy things that I had in my belly? Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> like a micro – Parasite, and so I was doing like every single thing that I could find to try and get rid of it yeah. without taking antibiotics. And one of them was oregano oil, so I was taking it every day, just disgusting. Yeah, in my herbs, <laughs> like I was mixing it in. And then I read somewhere to put it on your skin, like yeah, right. on your um, wrists, maybe or something. Oh my god, it mm. was like it was so strong and it stunk and it burned. But I don't have the sensitive skin, so I didn't like actually damage yeah. my skin doTERRA is pretty good with that so on each bottle they have um if you can take it internally or not according to their standards yeah and also how you should apply it to the skin so if you should apply it with a carrier oil they always say that yes on the on the bottle and they say what you should use it with as and well it's really important to follow those instructions because every single plant that we use medicinally, whether it be herbs or essential oils, needs to be done so with respect to what part of the plant has been used and how it is now going to react with your body or whether it's internal or on the skin or whether we do it, you know, as a herbal tincture. And they all have different dosage guidelines. They all have different rules and, you know, things that we need to advise, which is why it's pretty important to work with a naturopath when you do take herbal medicine. Yeah. And why traditionally you would always work with an aromatherapist mm. with essential oils. Yeah. It is great that they're available. I love that they're available and people can make their own kits and do their own um, self-care at home and have their own first aid. But we need to keep in mind that we also, we need to treat them as medicine. Yeah. We ha- you know, that they have to be respected as medicine, which means that you can do harm. One of the biggest things that I read online when I was just having a squeeze about essential oils was 
many of the reps uh, for certain companies were saying that how can something natural from a plant that's pure, that's beautiful, be dangerous? And that is something that I've found throughout the years with herbs as well. Many people will say herbal medicine is just plants. It's, it can't be dangerous. I can still kill people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of rules. It's like OP, opium. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's from a plant. Yeah. We had, we've had many herbs taken off us over the years yeah. because they, they can cause damage. They can cause death. And we still need to be very careful about how we use them, what medications we use them with. There's contraindications with many different herbs. And it's really important to respect them as medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you become a doTERRA advocate as well, like, you know, you get given so much information, but you don't really, I get, you don't, you don't really see the other side of things. Like you don't really get to see your perspective or like a qualified Hmm. naturopath or, you know, nutritionist or doctor or someone's perspective. So you, and you kind of want to believe, like you kind of want to believe, oh, it's going to do all this stuff. And so, yeah, I said I was taking it internally, but um, Mel informed me that maybe that wasn't so good. And maybe you could share with the listeners why and, like, what it does. I think you said something about, like, the liver. Yeah, sure. So as there's probably two things there, as with the essential oil in the bathtub, it is attracted to your skin, it is attracted to your mucous membranes, So what happens when you take it internally, especially if you just put it on top of some water and it hasn't been dispersed or through that water or you haven't shaken it up or maybe put it into some kind of uh, thicker substance, it will be attracted directly to your mucous membranes. So firstly in the mouth, then throughout the esophagus, into the gut, into the intestine. And one of the issues with internal essential oil use is that it can burn your internal organs. Uh, and it does that, you know, we've, we've seen a lady in Sydney have a burnt piece of her intestine and that's a long way down. Mm. So it would have had to go through her, you know, and touch many of her mucous membranes mm. and possibly damage them. And she had an ulcer and severe reflux. And that's not a common, having a burnt intestine isn't a common thing, is it? Well, no, it's something has to common. burn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you see that to, every day. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like drinking drain cleaner. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she was a consultant of sorts who yeah. was doing a lot of work with uh, health, with essential oils, and had just overdone it. Yeah. That's it, you know. And I'm sure that the what you were taking internally was fine. And yeah. It was within dosage, you know, small dosages. Oh, yeah, I wasn't like, I'm going to put 10 drops of this yeah. in my water and sip this all day. And the other thing is you really have to force that down. Oh, yeah. It's so strong. Well, I would put, like, one drop in my bottle, like 750-ml bottle, and yeah. then I'd probably keep tasting that drop for the next three days. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very strong. Yeah. I remember one time you opened your water bottle, and I said, what is that? You've got peppermint <laughs> in there, and, and you are like, I put it in a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> you could still, still smell it. <laughs> the other thing is we refer to them, like I said, as volatile oils because they have a volatile effect on your excretion organs so they can be really hard for your liver to process and your kidneys to process so we're just really mindful if there's a high amount of volatile oils in a herb we don't give them to people with liver condition yeah so that's just you know something that's really important when you're prescribing herbal medicine we're aware of the constituents in every single herb and some constituents on their own have different contraindications and essential oils or volatile oils need to be 
carefully prescribed with metabolic and, and liver and kidney and conditions. So I would never give somebody with a kidney a kidney out, like mm. or, or possibly, you know, some kidney failure or yeah. you know, something going on like that, fatty liver, all those yeah. kind of things. It's like anything, I guess. You need to be you know, aware of what you have going on and take everything into consideration before taking something or prescribing something or starting a new exercise program and anything like that. And as a doTERRA consultant, you're not a doctor. Like, you know, you know, you can't actually take people's yeah. current health situation in, you know, in stead. So yes. maybe say, you know, to Josh, maybe you wouldn't take them internally and just use them for all the other benefits, mm. you know, and if they need to talk, want to talk to you about it, then they can. Definitely. Yeah. But you'll probably say no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give them some herbs. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a much safer approach with yeah. a strict dosage guideline. So yeah. I can say, take this much every day for this long to achieve this result. Yeah. We don't, we don't really have a lot of research with essential oils that way. I know Deterra is doing a lot of research. Uh, Josh actually told me that they are working on the internal research in terms of clinical trials. Yeah. I'd be very interested to see how they mm. are administering it. And if it, even if they do like a long-term study yes. as well, because that's really what you need to see, not just Correct. like a short-term, oh, yeah, this is fine for now. You need to kind of see a long-term. Correct. Yeah, a long-term search. I was reading online that the wellness advocates, who is what they call themselves when they're a different essential oil, yeah. you know, oh, consultants, yeah. wellness advocates, very much of the opinion that they don't give health advice, you know, that that's their argument, yeah. but they just tell people how it's helped them. One of the biggest motivators for people to try something is to hear that it has worked well for someone else. Mm. But every single person is so individual. So different. Yeah. So different. Yeah. So something yeah. that works for you may make me really, really sick. Totally. And it's not something that you really know until you try. Yeah. So I didn't argue with you, really. That was a short <laughs> one. <laughs> I was looking forward to a bit of, uh, bit of two and four. No, because, like, I I don't know. I trust what you say, I suppose. Like you've already <laughs> told me this information, so. <laughs> Preaching to the core. But just, yeah, I, I think, like, they're awesome, and I use them every day, and I use them to diffuse, not burn, in my house. <laughs> and I often use them um, topically with some coconut oil on yes, the skin. That's probably something we didn't... Coconut really oil. Carrier oil. So, to, yeah, yeah you to, need to use it. You go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, yeah, in terms of internally, I don't really take them that much anymore. I like to rub, instead of ingesting my digestive thing, I rub them on my belly, for Great. instance. So I think there are so many ways you can use them without actually using them internally Though in your body. If you put it on your skin, it is taken up into your bloodstream. Yeah. It's still an internal. It's, and it's actually probably better. Yeah. Because your, your gut doesn't have to like try and process it and break it down. Yeah. And, You're bypassing yeah. the, you know, abuse to the mucous membranes, which is super sensitive. Yeah. Oh, very, very super sensitive. And for it to have to go through your gut, like even my magnesium, I always recommend dermally now so yeah. that we can bypass the gut. Yeah. If your gut doesn't have to do extra work, let's not make it do extra work. We all know how difficult its job is already yes. yeah. and how big a part it plays in our health. Yeah. So why put it under extra pressure? Yeah. I am a huge fan of essential oils. Yeah. But I just think that they need to be used in a smart way. Yeah. And we need to not be on either end of that spectrum. Totally. That you can definitely, there's a middle ground and there's so many ways you can use them beautifully. So don't be scared to use them and just enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.